Hi Joanna, it's Kayla here sending groovy new moon wishes from the UK. I could literally gush with gratitude for this whole message, thanking you for your energy, but I'll save that for the Patreon, okay? Okay, so my little issue that I could do with a little magical advice and guns on, it's kind of shadow work maybe, I'm not sure, but it's all about retaining focus in the moment. Retaining focus in the moment. Uh, I'm in a really great place in my life. Things are moving forward, but I have this annoying kind of draining negative habit, I guess. I'm aware that my attention sometimes wanders. You know, it's like mental chatter. If there's an issue to sort out or a difficult work conversation to have, I kind of fall into this mental dialogue as if the conversation is happening, but it's not. Uh, I mean, if that was like a focused rehearsal for it, that would be positive, but it's not. It's like a mental Ferris wheel, you know? It's pointless. You know, even if I'm indulging in cinema, which is like, I adore cinema, it's my golden time. Um, but my mind can drift, you know, it compromises my experience. Um, so my new moon intentions, I have a couple of ideas I'm going to try, um, center around breathing and things like that. But any strategies or tips, etc., that you might have used or be aware of, simply to retain the focus in the moment would be so, so welcome. Thank you so, so much for your energy again and your podcast. I will talk to you and hopefully hear from you soon. Kayla, thank you so much for leaving me a voicemail. You absolutely made my day. So much so that I decided just to do a little quickie episode of the podcast to answer your question for a number of reasons. One, you are always so supportive and amazing over on Twitter. Two, I really appreciate you as a patron and it's Thanksgiving and I thought this would be a fun way to thank everybody over on Patreon who helps keep the lights on around this joint. And three, I love talking about this stuff. I love talking about this. So it is my pleasure to answer your question. It's so much fun hearing you. I've never heard you speak. It's awesome to hear your voice and your accent is so lovely. I don't know what we Americans sound like to you, but the way you all sound to us is very elegant and posh. And I don't even want to know what we sound like to you (laughs) because I imagine it would be the opposite of elegant and posh at any rate. Thank you for the super kind words and giving me an excuse to do a little bonus episode of the podcast. Maybe I should do a little intro. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Joe DeVoe Show. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, but you can call me Joe, and I am here to uplift and support my fellow creatives lovable weirdos, and makers of magic. And today I am doing this with a prompt from our friend Kayla, Kayla from the UK, and with a question that is relevant to every human being on the planet. Truly, this is what so much of spiritual practice is about. You mentioned breath work, which is a really great tool to have in your spiritual arsenal. A breath that I love that can be really helpful in terms of stopping mind chatter is ocean breath. Sometimes I think of it as Darth Vader breath. (laughs) I just take my tongue, I press it to the roof of my mouth, and that action is important for a couple of different reasons. One, it opens up the back of your throat to facilitate ocean breath, and two, 
it creates a physical sensation that you can focus on. You're applying physical pressure with your tongue to the roof of your mouth. You can do that now while you're listening, everybody, if you want to. And then the breath itself is kind of hard to explain without demonstrating it to you, but it's like your nasal passage and your throat opens in a very specific way that makes that signature Darth Vader sound, or it sounds like an ocean if you prefer. And I'll do it for you now. Are you ready? Don't say I never gave you anything. (laughs) Okay, (sighs) let's do it. I love this breath because it's so soothing and calming. It just feels wonderful. I think you're probably getting some extra oxygen, some much needed oxygen when you relax that way. The breath itself is very relaxing and calming and sound is a component of my meditation practice. Sound really helps me get out of my mind and into my body. So while I'm doing this breath, I have the pressure of my tongue against the roof of my mouth. I have that lovely ocean sound that I can listen to and tune into. And then I have whatever physiological thing is going on that makes this particular breath so relaxing. I think the fact that you're finding the mind chatter distracting is good. You're aware of it. You're aware of it and you are aware that you are losing focus and you want to maintain focus. So that right there is already spiritual awareness. You are aware that there's this other part of you that keeps dragging you off track and you want to come back into your body. That is how I think of it. I think the mind is always taking us up out of our bodies. And so... What you want to do when that happens is get sensual with it. You want to connect with your body. And that is why a breath like that is really useful. I'm really into physical movement for this very reason. I love to press my hands in prayer pose. And when I do this, I put the knuckle of my thumb, like I press my hands together with quite a bit of pressure. And then the knuckles of my thumb I press into my breastbone. So I'm getting multiple points of pressure there and that helps bring my focus to my heart. It's very centering. I actually learned this from a Sikh on YouTube, a YouTube Sikh many, many years ago. He he suggested that this brings the right and left hemisphere of your brain into congruence. I don't know if that's true, but it intrigued me when he demonstrated this and explained it. And I've done it ever since because whether it's true that it balances the left and right hemisphere of your brain or it brings them into congruence is beside the fact for me. All I care about is it works. It's very centering. It's very calming. So I do a lot of prayer and meditation with my hands in that pose. And then... 
In the fall of 2021, Mel Robbins released a book called The High Five Habit. And in this book, she explains the world's simplest exercise. It's so simple, easy, quick, portable. I love it. I've used it 10 million times since. I taught it to my son. He uses it too. And all it is is you take your hand, you press it against your chest, again, with some pressure, and you say, I'm okay, I am safe, I am loved. And I'm telling you, it stops the noise. It stops the chatter. If you really get into it, you might have to say it a few times. I'm okay, I'm safe, I am loved. It sounds super cheesy, but it works. It works. I don't care. I'm super cheesy. I do all of the cheesy things. If it works, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I think one of the greatest gifts of being a human being is also our greatest curse. And it is the mind. It is the way the human mind works. The monkey mind. We have this monkey mind going on all the time. All this chatter. We think a thought. And then we think a thought about that thought. And then that thought leads to another thought. And another 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 and another. And before you know it, you are so far away from the physical reality of your body and where it is in space and time. You've created this whole alternate reality. Some might call it the false self. You can literally start living there and think that that is real. People who are very paranoid live like that. They think everybody's out to get them because they're believing the thoughts in their head. They're believing the stories. And I'm definitely not saying this is you, Kayla, but I'm just using that as an example to say how far away from reality our minds can take us. And I believe that the body is our spiritual interface between the reality of this planet we find ourselves in, the reality of the circumstances that we find ourselves, and the eternal nature of our soul. These two things meet in the nature of our body. I believe we're here for a reason. I believe we are meant to be in these finite physical bodies for a purpose. I can't tell you what that purpose is, but I do strongly believe that our bodies hold the innate wisdom of our soul, but they also hold all of the old traumas of our lives. They hold physical pains, memories, and so we try to escape them. We try to numb out. If you're very intellectual, if you're very smart, if you're super into art, that's a beautiful thing, but also it can get you even further away from your body as the mind thinks a thought and then thinks a thought about that thought and then thinks a thought about that thought and then wonders what other people are thinking and are they thinking the thoughts that you're thinking and then you're thinking thoughts about that and what is everybody thinking and how am I thinking and what am I doing with my life? Like all of that stuff just keeps you up in your head and out of the physical reality of your body and I feel like... When you practice something like yoga or breath work or a simple posture like a mudra, anything that helps you get you back down into your body, that you really are coming home to yourself. And it might be painful. It might be uncomfortable, particularly if you spend a lot of time up in your head. It can be very weird and awkward or confrontational at first. 
But that's where all the opportunity is. The opportunity is in the present moment. And that is where your body lives at all times. I think we abandon ourselves. We abandon and betray our own physical bodies. And that is why I love and often repeat the line from Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Because when I think of the body like that, the soft animal animal of your body, I feel that sense of betrayal that I myself have engaged in countless times. I used to be so out of my body and so up in my head. I was basically just like a floating balloon head (laughs) floating through life, telling myself stories, thinking thoughts about my thoughts and experiencing tons of anxiety. And it's really through physical practice that I have learned, practice is a key word there for sure, I have learned that My body is my home. My body, the soft animal of my body needs my love. It needs my attention. It needs my presence so that I can engage fully with the present moment, which is where all the good stuff is. It's where all the opportunity lives, the opportunity to connect with other people in a real way. It could be a financial opportunity or a creative opportunity Or the opportunity to notice this thing needs fixing. This is about to break. Life is so short and we spend so much of it checked out. And it doesn't help that technology is designed to facilitate that. Staring into a screen, scrolling through social media, connecting mind to mind, paranoid mind to paranoid mind (laughs) with other people that are up in their heads all day long. It encourages it. It practices. Like, what are we practicing? Are we practicing being disembodied? Or are we practicing coming back to the soft animal of our body where the now moment, where the present moment is, and where our soul has come to experience this reality? I can be very passionate about this because... This was a long time in the coming for me, coming to this realization, coming to this understanding. I remember the release of Mel Robbins' book because it came out a year after I really started to understand and click with what I'm saying here to you. It was during the pandemic in the fall of 2020 when I let go. I let go of all of this pressure up in my head All of this panic creating that I was doing, I just let go and I surrendered to reality. I surrendered to my body. I had another wonderful phase. I've been through many wonderful phases with Ram Dass, but I had a major phase with Ram Dass coming right off that realization. I just gravitated straight to him when I realized I was living up in my head and it was causing some anxiety and what I call panic creating I was scared I was going to lose my business. And so I was like in the process of panic creating and it wasn't fun and I was suffering. And when I let go, I came back to my body and I gravitated toward Ram Dass and I started listening to a lot of his lectures. I found it very soothing and I lived for like nine months in this very groovy, flowy state that made such a lasting impression on me that when I did finally kind of slip out of it, I was able to get back there really quickly because that was a reality for me. I knew 
how to live there. I had just spent nine months there and I learned, oh my gosh, I can get right back. And then Mel Robbins' book came out shortly thereafter and I started employing that technique and it's so handy and quick and fun and it was easy to teach my son Tanner. He does it in the cutest way. He says, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved, and I am fabulous. (laughs) It just breaks my heart with the cuteness. It is so sweet. But he has autism. He has profound autism. And one of the ways that that manifests for him is in anxiety and dealing with other people because he has a hard time reading facial expressions and tone of voice. And so he often thinks that people are mad at him when they're not or that something is wrong when it's not because he cannot interpret those cues. He's getting a lot better at it. I shouldn't say he can't, but for a long time he couldn't. That's how he spent his childhood. Can you imagine going through life not being able to read people's facial expressions and tone of voice? that would be very anxiety producing. So I was so thrilled to be able to teach him this and I've caught him doing it many times when he's all by himself and it's so sweet. I love that I was able to teach him something so simple. Mel Robbins' genius is in simplicity and she's unafraid to embrace the weird. (laughs) So that's why I pass that tip on to you. She shouted it from the rooftops. She's one of the greatest marketers of all time. So you've probably already heard her, but what the heck, I'll mention it in case anyone here has not. And then one final tip that can be useful if you have some time to yourself. This is not something that you can employ when you're at work or you're around other people. But if you have some time alone, it's really awesome to journal. Or you could do a voicemail. Either one works really well. Sometimes I call myself and I actually use the voice recorder on my phone and I just start talking into my phone everything that is running through my head I just start speaking it aloud it's like self-therapy and I just go 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 and if I hang with it long enough and I keep kind of digging and asking why 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 am I thinking this way what does this remind me of when did I first notice myself thinking these thoughts Can I remember a time in my childhood where I thought this? And, you know, I just start digging around like that. I'll just go, 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 go until I hit an emotion. And every single time when I hit an emotion, that's where the gold is. I'll start crying and I experience a physical release. I experience that sensation of coming back to myself back to my body. My body is having a reaction. I'm having a physical reaction because I finally reached the truth of what I'm trying to escape. The truth of what maybe has agitated me, but it's so far down into the shadows that I don't have conscious awareness of it until that moment when I hit that emotion and the tears start to flow and I feel that physical release and I go, oh, that's what this is about. Okay. And I experienced the same thing with journaling. So you can do it long form, kind of Julia Cameron style. If you're familiar with the artist way, you just sit down with some paper and you just go, you start writing, just like I was explaining with the voicemail. You just let those thoughts go and go and go and go. And then maybe you introduce questions like, what does this remind me of? And when do I remember first feeling this way? And 
You just keep digging around until you hit that point of emotion. Earlier, I said something about getting sensual with it. This is what I mean. Getting sensual, tapping into the physical. Your tears are real. The physical release of your body is real. Writing with your hand on a physical piece of paper is real. It's sensual. It's engaging the senses. And that's really my number one tip that I think all of these different tips employ. It's the sensuality. It's listening. Listening to the hum of a fan instead of the noise up in your head. Or listening to your own breath going in and out like the ocean. That's engaging your senses. The physical sensation of placing your hand on your body. If you're in a busy office and you're not able to do ocean breath or say, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved in the middle of your meeting (laughs) or bust out your voicemail and start talking to yourself. If you can't do that in this situation, something I love to do is put my hands in a mudra. If you don't know what a mudra is, the one that I love to do, it's kind of like the okay symbol. I take my pointer finger and my thumb And I just press them together. That is something you can do at your side discreetly, in your pocket, behind your back. And you just press your fingers together like that. And it brings your awareness down into your body. I'm also a big fan of if I'm standing in a group of people, I just shift my weight onto the back of my feet, onto my heels, or I just really like ground down through my feet into my shoes and I feel that sense of grounding like rise up through my legs and so I'm taking my attention and I'm putting it on my feet and there's something about that that is very very grounding and it stops the noise in my head so I can be present in the moment I can be present to what is actually happening because I'm literally in my body and I think the body loves it the body loves it The body loves us. The body wants us to be present. Without us, the body is lost. Without us, the body is betrayed. Without us, the body is abandoned. And we're meant to be together. We're meant to be here now. And that's why I'm not a big fan of the ascension movement. I'm not trying to ascend. If anything, I'm into a descension process. I don't want to ascend. I don't want to escape what is. I know that this is very brief. It's like a blink in time and I want to be here now and I find peace there. I find safety there. And truly, the last couple of years, I have found such deep peace and safety in my own body And that's a state I know I can return to again and again and again. And it's challenging to learn because I think we try to wrap our mind around it. And that's a mistake. You can spend decades trying to wrap your mind around it, trying to outsmart yourself. I know because I tried. And then you learn something very simple like a breath or a mudra or the Mel Robbins technique I shared and it's just shocking how quickly and how well it works it's like oh (laughs) this is it I just spent decades reading all the books and listening to all the lectures and analyzing and shadow working and really all I had to do was breathe like Darth Vader okay (laughs) 
So I hope that this was helpful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the lovely voicemail. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I really appreciate you all. Thank you to anybody who's ever left the Joe DeVoe show or formerly Hippie Witch a review. I appreciate it. Thank you to those of you who are supporting the show over on Patreon. If you have a question you would like to ask me, you can do that over on speakpipe.com slash the Joe DeVoe show. It is J-O, not J-O-E. It's just J-O, like short for Joanna, the Joe DeVoe show. There will be a link to it in the show notes for this episode. If you just would rather click on a link, you got 90 seconds to leave me a message and maybe I'll make you an episode like this. Or I might tack it on to the front of an interview. We'll see how it goes. We'll see where it fits in. I'm very interested in all things shadow work, self-love, psycho-spiritual magic, psycho-spiritual being the place where psychology and spirituality meet, and then moving through fear. Those are the main topics that I'm interested in and that I might be able to offer something of value in if you have a question regarding any of that. I hope you all are having a very happy holiday season, and until we meet again, always remember, life is change, change is magic, magic is life, and the journey is the creation. Much love to you. Peace. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts